Hello, students, and welcome to another episode here on Jay's Learning School. I am so excited about today's live stream. I have the opportunity to teach you about airports. That's right. Everything airports we're going to deal with today. Uh, now, look, let me say this. I'm not going to deal with 100% of everything, but I do have a good amount of material that we are going to go over to help you to understand and speak better English as it pertains to, to things concerning an airport. Now, I want to make sure that you are paying attention. I've switched up the format a little bit throughout today's live stream. Instead of having a quiz question at the end, I am going to have three or four quiz questions throughout today's lesson. So, Make sure you're paying attention. Also, in the description of today's video, I announced it on episode three of J Day on Tuesday. You can go back and watch that. It's about four minutes long, but I have a, another channel that I have started and I want you to be a part of that. I'll be doing live streams every day, conversations, conversations that you can have with me throughout the day. Uh, so make sure you Go watch that video, get the information and subscribe to my second channel. OK, so let's get into it with all of that said and done. All right. Now. Computers having a little problem. Here we go. So an airport is a facility where people go to travel by aircraft. I have been traveling by aircraft or airplane since I was a little boy. My mother used to put my sister and I on an airplane to go visit my grandmother during the summertime. And what a joy we would have to fly on the airplane. And we felt so special because we were kids flying without our parents. And so we got special treatment and we really enjoyed it. But as I grew, I came to find out that there are so many people that have not flown on an airplane. And I would say that needs to be something that you do in your lifetime while you're here. Just have that experience. I mean, for me, I did not like uh, going on cruise ships. You can't get me on a cruise ship. You could send me a free ticket <laughs> and I would not go. But I enjoy flying through uh, the air on an airplane. So let's look at some things concerning uh, an airplane, a travel agent. Okay. A travel agent, a travel agent is simply a person who helps you with your travel schedule. If you're not able to book your own flights, your own hotels, uh, your own transportation, then you would hire a travel agent who would book those, uh, arrangements for you. Now, back in the 80s, it was necessary to have a travel agent. But now with the Internet, you can be your own travel agent. You can go to various websites and book your own flight, pay with a credit card, go to the airport at the appropriate time and catch a flight and then get a re return or round trip ticket or a return flight back home. And you didn't have to pay anyone, but you can still hire a travel agent. Sometimes people use travel agents when they are um, 
arranging a wedding and it's out of town. I know people that have gotten married overseas and they would have a travel agent that would schedule everyone's flights. I could only imagine how hectic that is. Hotel arrangements and they would just follow the itinerary and come back and the travel agent would get a fee for doing everything. So a travel agent. A business trip. Many people take airplanes at the airport for a business trip. No leisure. They're going to to a meeting. Uh, They're going to close a deal, going to make a deal. And so many people travel by air because they can get to their destination quickly or they may not can drive. They may not can take the train. They may not can take uh, a ship, but they can take an airplane and get there in several hours, depending on the distance. So a business trip is where a person would go to handle business and they would travel by an airplane. Now, a vacation trip is what I explained earlier, is where you're using the airplane or the airport to travel by air to go on vacation. Here in Georgia, I've caught an airplane to Miami. I've caught an airplane to go to California, to the Bahamas, to Jamaica, just different places throughout throughout the world and throughout this country. And you just simply you're not going to handle business. You're going to have a good time. (laughs) You're going to the beach. You're going to hang out with your family, uh, with your spouse. So you're taking either a business trip or a vacation trip. A rental car or a rental car company is found at the airport. And once you fly to your destination, you may need to uh, have transportation to and from different venues or different places. And so many people rent a rental car and there are hundreds of different rental car companies that you can use. You can rent a car for one day, for one week, for a month. It just depends on your needs. But a rental car company is usually located at the airport and you would pay a fee when you pick it up they take your credit card a deposit and then when you return the car in good standing they release your credit card and you get your deposit back so a rental car you can rent small cars suvs trucks vans uh, luxury vehicles all of this is located at the airport at the rental car company A boarding pass. A boarding pass is what you use in order to get on the the airplane. It is what you actually prove to the airline company that you have paid for your airplane ticket. So a boarding pass is what you would use. It used to be on a sheet of paper, but now it's on your phone. It's electronic now. And so the boarding pass will have your name. It will have a QR code that they can scan. Uh, It will have your seat number. And the person that works for the airline will not let you on the airplane unless you have a boarding pass. So a boarding pass, an arrival, okay, an arrival time, okay, when you arrive at the airport, 
the arrival time is what time your plane will arrive in a certain city. And they'll have a board. You know, now you can go on Google and you can look up the arrival time of any flight in the world. That is so amazing to me. So if you're expecting someone that's coming to visit you or to do business, you can just type in Delta flights coming to Atlanta and it will list the arrival times. You can put in the flight number and it will list the arrival time. What time the person will arrive in a particular city. A departure time. Now, the departure time is the time that your flight will leave the airport. Okay. Now, sometimes departure times and arrival times, they they change because of different circumstances. They could change because of the weather. They could change because of a malfunction with the plane. There could be a number of reasons. There could be an emergency. And so they could delay your flight or you could leave just a few minutes early or usually on time or usually they leave on time and they fly fast and you get there or arrive early. So the departure time is what time your plane is leaving and the arrival time is what time your flight is arriving at a destination. Had to get a sip of tea there. Okay, here's a pop quiz. If you let's see if you've been listening, what is the name of the person that arranges your travel schedule? What is the name of the person that arranges your travel schedule? I talked about that in the first portion of of today's lesson. You can write your answer down in the comment section and let's see if you can get that right. So the airlines, the airlines. So there are a number of airline companies that fly planes or they provide airplanes for consumers or customers to fly on. I know here in Atlanta, um, Delta is here from the state of Georgia in Atlanta. So they are headquartered here. And then uh, you have several throughout the country. Southwestern, uh, they're somewhere else. I can't remember. But you have just so many Spirit, uh, Frontier, um, which is owned by Delta now. But those are called airline companies. So if you're going to fly somewhere from the airport, most people will ask you, what airline are you flying with? And so you will respond, uh, TWA, and they, they're, they're out of business. That was back in the 80s. <laughs> they may tell you Eastern Airlines, Eastern Airlines, they're gone. Or you may say Delta Airlines, so they can meet you at the proper terminal with that airline company. Okay. Check-in. Check-in is what you do when you get to the airport. You have to check in or let the airline know that you are present so they can hold your seat for you. Okay. Now they'll take off with, without, with or without you. But when you check in, you let the airline know, Hey, I'm here. I'm on my way. And it's, it's a standard practice to get to the airline or the airport at least 
two, sometimes three hours before your plane departs. So if your plane leaves at three o'clock, they tell you to get to the airport between 12 and 1230. Here in Atlanta, the busiest airport in the world, the Atlanta airport, Hartsfield uh, International Airport, it is always busy. <laughs> it is very rare that you can check in and go through the security checkpoints quickly. And so uh, it's, it's, it's hectic in Atlanta sometimes because there's so many people that fly through this particular city. We were coming from, uh, we were leaving Atlanta and we went to Texas recently. And on the way back, I knew, I said, oh, we'll be able to check in and get through this quickly. I mean, we were through the checkout line in Texas in like five minutes. It, it, it didn't take long at all. No more than 10 minutes. But Atlanta, oh, once you check in, it may be 30 minutes to an hour. <laughs> it's crazy. It's really crazy. Okay. So the terminal, a terminal is a vocabulary word you need to be familiar with because the terminal is where your particular airline will be parked or they call it sometimes a hub. So when you get to the airport, they'll tell you you're at terminal one, terminal two or terminal three, or they may say you're at terminal A, B or C. So on your boarding pass, it will tell you the gate and it will tell you what terminal you need to go to a terminal. A carry on bag. OK, a carry on bag or a carry on or carry on luggage. Carry ons are simply what the airline permits you to carry on board. OK, you can take certain bags that have a certain weight or a certain size and you can take them on the plane with you. And most airlines won't charge you for a carry on bag and you can place certain bags either overhead or under under your chair. OK, I prefer taking carry on bags because you don't have to pay an extra fee and you can get in and out of the airport more quickly. So I love carry on bags, but there are certain things you can't take on board. You have to put under under the plane uh, weapons. You can't take those in a carry on certain sizes of liquids. You can't take those on a carry on. So you have to follow the rules and procedures that the airline has provided before you can use a carry on bag. First class. Now, I must say I have never flown, flown first class. Never, ever. Uh, first class is a section of the airplane that is usually closest to the front of the plane. People in first class pay a little more to be there. The seats are larger. You get more attention from the flight attendants. Um, they say it's nice. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I've never flown. I just, when you walk by first class, it's so funny. People don't like to look at you. <laughs> They're like, go on, go on, peasant. Go <laughs> First class is, is, um, it's just, it's just the, the, the supposed to be the best part to sit in 
in the airplane. They get the most attention. You get better food, better drinks, larger seats. I heard that they have some first class sections that they have beds or they're putting beds in now. Or that may be the entire plane. They're making different airplanes now where you can you can just lay down. And I don't know if I feel comfortable laying down in an airplane, but to each his own. So first class is the section of the air, airplane that is closest to the front. You pay more, it's more expensive, and you just have more amenities in first class. Okay. Now, coach, <laughs> coach is like everything else except for first class. They try to rename coach now. They call it business class and all of this. Look, either you're in first class or you're in coach. Okay. And so coach is just basically divided into the front part, middle part, and the back part. Now, let me say, if you have never flown in an airplane, try to stay away from the back. Oh, my gosh. That's where the restrooms or the bathrooms are. And it smells back there. You have to deal with people passing by you all the time. You're by the engine of the plane. Oh, man. I sat in the back of the airplane uh, sometime last year or the year before when I was on a flight. And it was awful. <laughs> I couldn't sleep. It was it was stuffy back there. Oh, man. What a trip. So thankfully, it wasn't a long flight, but if you can stay away from the back of the plane, you know, it's usually cheaper to sit back there because no one likes to sit back there. But if that's all you can do, hey, go for it. Go for it. But coach or at least the back of the plane is, is crazy. OK, take off. Take off is what the airplane does when it leaves the airport. Now, for some people, the takeoff is the most frightening part of an airplane ride. Well, let me say one of the most frightening parts, because you have turbulence when you get in the air. And I forgot to include turbulence. But once a, once you get on the tarmac or the runway, the, the airplane exhales very quickly and you head down the runway very, very fast. And the plane begins to ascend into the sky. And some people just cannot take it. <laughs> they don't like it. But to me, that's one of the, uh, I enjoy it. It's fun to me. So it doesn't bother me. Probably I'm familiar with it. And I've done it so many times. It doesn't bother me. Uh, I'm, I'm texting my wife now from my phone. I hear her coming in the house. And sometimes when she comes home, she'll, She'll, you know, greet me or what have her, what have you. And I don't want her to interrupt the stream. But nevertheless, the takeoff is when the plane ascends into the sky. Now, the landing is another time that people don't like because that's when the airplane is descending and you're about to hit the runway or the earth, <laughs> the ground at high speeds and then come to a screeching halt. And so it's the takeoff, the landing and turbulence that people don't like when it comes to flying or leaving the airport or arriving at the airport. Now, another vocabulary word I forgot to mention in today's lesson is ear pressure. When your ears pop, 
Oh my gosh. So when you take off and you start ascending thousands of feet into the air, the pressure begins to hit your eardrums and your ears begin to to pop and it's it can be painful. And so what they say is and what you should do is chew gum while you're flying and it will help relieve some of the pain. And so you feel it when you're when you take off and you ascend and then your ears pop again when you're coming back down for the landing. So some people, those are the parts of flying on an airplane that they don't like. People love to visit the airport for whatever reason, but taking off, landing, turbulence and dealing with the pressure. Some folks don't like it. Now, once you land, you go to baggage claim. Baggage claim is where you go to claim your luggage that you gave to the airline when you checked in. OK, baggage claim is where your luggage will be and you pick it up and then you can leave the airport. Your bags are usually have your your tags on there, which includes your name and your address and usually a telephone number. So if your bags were lost at the airport, they have a way of contacting you. So baggage claim. Uh, usually you have to wait 10 to 15 minutes before you can get your bags. But after that, if they did not get lost, you gather your goods and then you leave. OK. All right. Here's another pop quiz question. What section of the airplane is the most expensive and near the front of the airplane? What section of the airplane is the most expensive? And that's a typo near the front of the airplane. I talked about that in the first part of section two of this teaching. So leave your answer down in the comment section. And I usually go through the comments. And if you got it right, I'll give you a thumbs up. And if not, I'll give you a thumbs down. <laughs> All right. The pilot, the very important part or person of the airplane when you're leaving the airport, the pilot, because they're the ones that have to fly the airplane. <laughs> We're not going anywhere if the pilot does not do their job. And so usually you can greet the pilot when you get on the airplane. They'll be standing or sitting near the cockpit, and that is the area where all of the flying instruments and gauges are located. And oftentimes they'll open the door and greet you when you leave. So I'm always happy to see a pilot that is healthy, <laughs> sober, <laughs> and attentive when I get on the airplane. So the pilot, red eye. Red eye. Now, the red eye is a flight that you would book at the airport or through a travel agent or on your computer. The red eye is a flight that leaves at nighttime and arrives in the morning. And so that flight is called a red eye flight. And usually, when you fly a red eye flight, you don't get that much sleep It's late at night or early in the morning. And it's called red eye because usually that's when your eyes turn red. <laughs> OK, so 
red eye flights, the, the, the tickets are much cheaper because most people don't like to fly late at night or early in the morning. So if you book a flight during those times, uh, usually you won't pay as much as you would during the prime hours or the prime time hours. I've flown a red eye flight, I believe twice in my lifetime, maybe once, but I think I think twice uh, because I had to get somewhere and uh, I knew it was cheaper during the late night or early morning hours. So if you fly after 10 p.m., that's considered a red eye. Or if you fly before uh, 6 a.m., that's considered a red eye. All right, let's move right along as I put my tea down. A passport. Passport. Now, a passport is a government-issued document that bears your identity. And you usually use a passport for international flight or travel. You normally don't need a passport for domestic travel or traveling inside your country, though they will accept it. But passports are usually what you use when you're going from country to country. So if I leave the United States and I come visit someone in the Philippines, I would need a passport. Or if I leave the country to go to see someone in Jamaica, I would need a passport. Okay. For those of you who are watching in Turkey, if I were to come visit you, I would need a passport. And speaking of Turkey, definitely my prayers are, are with you. I just heard about the earthquakes that are taking place over in Turkey. In that part of the world, I have a friend uh, who's in the military who told me it is really, really bad over there right now as a lot of families are dealing with the aftermath of that hurricane. So definitely uh, praying for many people in, in that country. Uh, and if you're watching that, at least you know uh, you do have someone that is sending up prayers for you. So a passport is what you use that bears your identity to go from country to country. The runway. I spoke about the runway earlier. The runway is where the plane parks, where the plane taxis or moves about, and it's where the plane lands and takes off. Okay. Sometimes it's called a tarmac, but the runway is a more familiar term. Runway. The aisle. Okay. Specifically, an aisle seat. When you get to the airport and you and you get on an airplane. Uh, because I'm a, I'm tall, I like the aisle seat. I like to be able to stretch these long legs out <laughs> in the aisle. Okay, so an aisle. Most airplanes have three seats. The larger planes have four seats, and when they're together, that's your aisle. And the aisle goes also up and down the airplane from the front to the rear. Okay. I prefer an aisle seat so my long lanky legs can can hang out the aisle. Now the window seat, some people prefer 
because you get to see different things outside of the window, the clouds, you get to see different terrain. If you fly over water, you can see the ocean. Uh, you can see mountainous terrains. I remember when we went out west, we flew over the Grand Canyon. So the window seat gives you the opportunity to see different things outside of the window. I enjoy flying over cities and you can see the city and the buildings, especially at night or early in the morning when the lights are on. It's really beautiful uh, from 10, 15, 20,000 feet in the sky. Now, I prefer an aisle seat. Some people prefer a window seat. What do you prefer? Let me know. Oxygen mask. Now, when you're at the airport and you get on an airplane, if there are safety procedures or there's turbulence, then oxygen masks will come down and you put those over your mouth and your nose so you can get proper oxygen into your body. I have never been on a flight that I can remember where I had to have oxygen come down or the oxygen mask come down. Have you? Uh, usually they do it if it's like bad turbulence or they have to ascend to heights that are abnormal and the air is really, really thin. Okay. So I've never been on a plane to where the oxygen mask came down. I would not want to be on a flight. <laughs> That's not a good indication of things being normal on a flight, but oxygen masks are there for the, the safety of the people riding the plane. Okay, let's get another pop quiz question is, what is a red eye flight? Okay, what is a red eye flight? I talked about that at the beginning of the third section. Let's see if you were paying attention or you remember what is a red eye flight. All right, a layover. A layover is when you're at the airport and your flight uh. Well, let me say it like this. If I'm flying from Atlanta to Canada and it's not a direct flight to where I go straight from Atlanta to Canada, my flight may stop in Chicago and I have to remain in Chicago for four hours and then board another flight to go to Canada. That four hour period in Chicago is called a layover. OK, so I lay over. I'm, I'm I have to wait in another city for a particular time before my next connecting flight leaves. OK, so again, if I'm leaving Atlanta and I'm going to Seattle, Washington, my flight may lay over in Salt Lake City, Utah for 30 minutes and then I catch another flight to head to Salt Lake City. Now, my friend that I was just speaking to you about that's over in the military in Turkey, he told me when he came to the United States for leave, it was uh, I think he said a 14 hour flight and he had to go to Germany. Then he had to go to another country. Then he came to the United States. I'm like, nah, that's <laughs> that's too much. So he went to Germany, had a layover, left Germany, went to another country, left another country, then came to the United States. So that's just how it is sometimes. That's just how it is. So layover, layovers are 
normal vocabulary words that you need to know when you're booking a flight. I usually try to look for a flight that has a direct flight. I don't want any layovers. I want to get where I got to go. Jet lag. (laughs) Jet lag is when your body has a hard time going to sleep because you have crossed several time zones. So if I'm leaving from Atlanta going to Chicago, I have to go through one time zone. Okay. And so my body is set back an hour, which is not bad. So I don't have jet lag when I go one time zone. But if I go from Atlanta to California, then it's a three hour difference. And so I have to go through central time zone and the mountain time zone. Now my body is going to feel the difference. You know, right now in California, it's 3.30 or 3.20. Uh, and and here, well, no, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me take that back. What time is it here? Okay, it's nine. And so there it is three hours prior. So it's six in the morning. That's a big difference to your body. Okay, that three hour difference from nine to six. Okay, so jet lag. It hits some people harder than it does others. Uh, It just depends on if I'm there for a couple of days or a day. It just it just depends. If I'm somewhere for a week, I'm going to feel it because by the time your body gets adjusted, it's time to come home. Then I'm all thrown off. (laughs) So jet lag is real. It's serious. It's real. Okay, an upgrade. Now, when you're at the airport, if. There are um, problems with your flight. Sometimes an airline will offer you an upgrade. They may offer you to go from coach to first class for no additional fee because they had a problem with your flight. Or sometimes if there's a problem with a flight, they may offer you an upgrade to where they say, look, if you take another flight, we'll give you an upgrade or a free ticket to anywhere in the country within the next 12 months. I like upgrades. (laughs) I really do. I like upgrades, especially when there's no charge. Uh, But if there is a large scale problem, usually they don't offer upgrades to that many people. It's usually a case by case basis. So for instance, there was a large snowstorm uh, last week or ice storm, and they had to cancel several hundred flights or delay several hundred flights. They're not going to give hundreds of upgrades. <laughs> They'll lose too much money. But if you're on a flight, uh, they may offer two or three people. If it's overbooked, they'll say, look, we'll give you an upgrade if three people would catch the next flight in three hours. So sometimes airlines offer upgrades and depending on your schedule, you know, you may be able to take advantage of it or not. I have family members. They try to take every upgrade they can get. Airline miles is a term that you will hear frequently at an airport. Sometimes when you're at the airport, you'll see people out soliciting, trying to get you to sign up for a credit card. And they'll tell you if you sign up for this credit card, you'll get 80,000 air miles 
And so basically what they're doing is they're giving you rewards or they're saying air miles is basically miles traveled. And when you stick to one airline and you travel with them all the time, they reward you for being a customer. So the more air miles that you have, the more money that it is that you can save. Okay, I don't fly that much where I can rack up air miles. You know, I I may fly once or twice a year, maybe. But there's some people they fly three times a month, four times a month or more. They definitely need to be a part of of a rewards program because all of those miles add up to savings. I heard this one guy on YouTube. He said he has over a million miles. So he's flying out somewhere practically every weekend. That's amazing. That's amazing. So airline miles. Okay. Here's our last pop quiz question. Let's see if you've been paying attention. What is it called when it is difficult to sleep because you have crossed several time zones? What is it called when you when it is difficult to sleep because you have crossed several time zones? I talked about this earlier in the video. So let's see if you can get this answer correct. Place your answer down in the comment section. Well, that's going to do it for today's lesson. Today's live stream has been wonderful. I have had a great time. If you have a comment or question, make sure you leave it down in the comment section of this video. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe to my other YouTube channel that I spoke about at the beginning of this video, trying to get at least 50 subscribers or more, and we can have conversations every day. Oh, that's going to be fun. Uh, I won't do them in this format, but those of you who are on this channel that enjoy my personality, you enjoy my lessons, you want to make sure you follow me and subscribe on my other channel because it's going to be more personal. It's going to be uh, more interactive and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So thank you so much for, for watching today's lesson. Make sure you listen to the podcast. If you're not already, those links are also down in the description and I'll see you on my next video. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to another episode of Jay's Learning School. Be sure to join me on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Watch free English lessons, ask a question, or leave a comment. Just go to my website, jayslearningschool.com, for all of my social media account links. Until next time, have a wonderful day, and God bless.